1: Matthew and
0: I'm Molly, and
1: this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any.
0: Today we are talking about sandwich bread.
1: Yeah, and we've definitely talked about this before in some forms. So we had a Shokupan episode. Mm-hmm. We, I know we've talked about like Pepperidge Farm Toasting White before.
0: Yeah, I know we've talked about that old Home Pride whole wheat bread ad oh, where the one- they're like pouring butter down the loaf.
1: Right, the one, the one that's the sexiest thing that was ever on TV.
0: That's exactly right. But I don't remember what episode that was. And you know what? I don't remember ever learning the things that I'm going to share today. Oh, I'm this very episode. excited. Don't is, be.
1: Is it corporate history? Because I love your corporate no.
0: history. So it was really interesting actually trying to research this episode because I realized that when I was searching for the phrase sandwich bread, yeah, it was just giving me information about sandwiches, and I did yeah. not want to go down like an Earl of Sandwich
1: thing. No. thing. We should have specified that what you mean is, is a sandwich with a slice of bread between two other slices exactly. of bread.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, so what I, I mean, want... if
1: you think about it, when you've got like a slice loaf of sliced sandwich bread, it's like a series of sandwiches.
0: That's right, <laughs> but with no filling.
1: But with no, but the filling is a slice of bread. Oh. So, like, this here is a sandwich, these three. God,
0: Matthew, this is a dumb joke. <laughs> okay, hold up. But so, I wound up using the search term sliced bread. Smart. Yeah, because really, this was, uh, so what we think of today as sandwich bread, or like a sliced loaf of bread, was really what the idea of commercial sliced bread was Because like, no, like it, from the beginning,
1: when I think about it like this, this like softy here, like mm-hmm. this, uh, this Fran's naked, naked bread, like if they sold it to you unsliced and you tried to slice it at home, yeah. it would be a carnage.
0: That's exactly a carnage. right. A carnage. <laughs> That's exactly right. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because most of what we know as like store bought sandwich bread has been in part tailored to being this product that is designed to be sliced and sold to be shelf-stable for a number of days. Yeah, okay. So it's, you know, I I don't think... I mean, have you ever baked sandwich bread at home or something in a loaf pan, like a Pullman loaf?
1: I think so, but not often.
0: I remember when I was going through my first sourdough starter phase, this would have been like 2005, early days of the blog, I was making various types of sourdough bread. And one that I made was a a loaf. Uh it Good was choice. very I think it's really hard to make a homemade loaf of bread that has a crumb that can stand up to being sliced well. Sure. And then spread with like condiments or whatever.
1: Well I mean like if you're making like a rustic loaf, sure. But like Yeah, a, but that's not sand yeah, sandwich bread. Right. I understand.
0: I mean sandwich bread I think has to have a soft
1: crust. It has to have a soft crust, yeah. No, I, I see what you mean.
0: So anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it. So, yeah, we're not talking about, you know, specifically shokupan or Pullman loaves or whatever. We are talking about sliced bread sold commercially to be used in sandwiches.
1: And I, I think of wonder bread as being kind of like the yes. the type species of this type of bread.
0: Exactly. So all the breads we're talking about today, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a broad group, they have soft a soft crust. And a very light and uniform crumb. Yeah. It's always pre-sliced by machine and yes. and then sold in like a plastic bag, at least here in the U.S. I don't know. Maybe in other places it's not always in a plastic bag.
1: I don't know. I mean, I've seen it in Canada.
0: According to Wikipedia, the thing we know as sandwich bread uh, may be formulated to slice easily, cleanly or uniformly. Sandwich bread may be designed to have a balanced proportion of crumb and crust, whereby the bread holds and supports fillings in place and reduces drips and messiness. Some may be designed to not become crumbly, hardened, dried, or have too compressible a texture.
1: Okay. This all this all tracks. This all checks out. I mean for me. I don't I don't want my sandwich bread to be overly drippy. That's right. Really- <laughs> Especially, like, if I open the bag, the bag of bread and I pull a slice out and it's already dripping. Like, I, I prefer for that not to happen. Okay.
0: Well, let's talk about, like, where this comes from. Okay? Because I was kind of surprised by this, but the bread slicing machine. Okay. The automatic bread slicer was yeah. invented in the U.S. Okay. About 100 years ago. So, here we go. Okay. are Are you ready? According to the History Channel humans have been baking bread in some form or other for about 30,000 years. Okay. Okay? That,
1: yeah. But sliced, Did they, like, when, when bread was invented, was there, like, a special on the History Channel about, like, this new thing?
0: 30,000 years ago? Uh-huh. For yeah. sure, yeah. slice bread- Probably the
1: Fertile Crescent.
0: Yeah. You look so pleased. (laughs) Okay, sliced bread has only been around since like the early 1900s. And here's where things get a little weird. I read about this guy both on Wikipedia and on the History Channel website. Okay. His name was Otto Rowetter, R O H W E D D E R. Okay. okay? Which is is
1: German for bread slicer.
0: (laughs) And he was uh, a jeweler based in Missouri.
1: Has the name Otto made a comeback? Uh, like, are there are there know, little kids named a, it Otto? It was a
0: name we considered for eggs. Oh, oh, cool. Because yeah. it's awesome. It is awesome, yeah. isn't it? So the History Channel described this guy as being obsessed with creating, like, this bread slicing machine.
1: Oh, and I'm sorry. But, I, like, I just, like, breezed past the fact that he was a jeweler.
0: Yeah, but no, with no explanation of, like, how this jeweler became obsessed with creating, like, a, a mechanized way of slicing bread.
1: Yeah. I mean... I, I I don't know like how busy things are like when you run a jewelry <laughs> store like how often do people need like diamond rings and shit
0: I don't know but here's the deal it took him over 15 years to develop this apparently okay. like in like 1912 or something there was even a fire that like destroyed his original prototype of the oh, machine no. the first commercial loaves using his very first like successful machine these loaves were produced on July 6th, 1928 in Missouri at some bakery called the Chillicothe Baking Company of okay. Chillicothe, Missouri.
1: Are we going to talk about how the bread slicing machine works? You know, because wow, do I have questions?
0: Yeah, well, I know.
1: <laughs> OK, because like when when you said bread slicing machine, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, like that. There would be a bread slicing machine. But then when I started thinking about how it would work, I imagined that, like, forcing the loaf, like, through just, like, a, like a bunch of knives. And that would not work because no. it would just, like, get smooshed.
0: No, it, it uses double-sided blades. And I, I did see, like, a, a little drawing of it. But Do the, I,
1: do the blades, like, vibrate or I something? I mean, at
0: least the ones that I have seen, like, modern-day automated bread slicers. Okay,
1: that makes sense.
0: I really liked what the local newspaper in Chillicothe. I may be pronouncing this wrong, okay. Chillicothe, Missouri. I really liked what they said about his contraption, and they said this the day after uh, the first loaves came out of the baker- oh, okay. bakery. Yeah. Okay, that while some people might find sliced bread, quote, startling,
1: <laughs>
0: the typical housewife could expect, quote, a thrill of pleasure when okay. she first sees a loaf of this bread, with each slice the exact. <laughs> counterpart of its fellows (laughs) so neat and I'm I'm still reading from the newspaper so neat and precise are the slices and so definitely better than anyone could possibly slice by hand with a bread knife that one realizes instantly that here is a refinement that will receive a hearty and permanent welcome wow the article also recounted that quote considerable research had gone into determining the right thickness for each slice which Mr. Rowetter determined to be slightly less than half an
1: inch. I wonder if that's like still
0: I feel like there's much more variability these days. Yeah. Like we've got two loaves of sandwich bread well, here. Oh, but the
1: naked the naked loaf is like known for being thick sliced. It is? Oh yeah.
0: Oh. is like that m- THICC slice? Yeah,
1: this it's naked and thick. Okay. So okay, so wait, so so when when you said like they they found it startling, like do you think <laughs> do you think like people swooned a lot? I do. When they first took a dripping slice of bread (laughs) out of the bag.
0: I love the idea that each slice is the exact counterpart of its fellows. Yeah. I like the idea that there
1: was a thrill of pleasure.
0: Oh, a frisson. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, Otto Rowetter's first machine that was successful was the one in that baking company. Well, he sold the second one to this St. Louis baker. All right. And this baker in St. Louis was like, wah, ha, ha. I'm going to make this even better.
1: Are you not going to say the name of the St. Louis baker? (laughs) You say it. Gustav Poppendick. That's
0: perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, he set out to improve Rowetter's slicer by devising a way to keep the slices together at least long enough to allow the loaves to be wrapped okay and he first tried this using like rubber bands and metal pins and stuff and then he settled on placing the slices onto a cardboard tray all right which then like aligned the slices and then then you could like slide the loaf i guess into like a mechanized wrapping machine i don't know this was all very slightly interesting.
1: Yeah, but it seems like, like, how long did it take for this to settle down into, like, because the, the format of, like, sliced bread in a bag has not changed at all our entire lifetime. Okay,
0: well, right? check this out. Okay. The, these statistics are kind of shocking to me. So keep in mind that this, this first slicing machine sliced its first loaves in July of 1928. Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Now, by 1930, these slicing machines and sliced bread could be found across the country. In fact, by that point, 1930, the majority of Americans were eating commercially made bread as opposed to homemade. And get this, by 1933, about 80% of bread sold in the U.S. was
1: pre-sliced. Wow.
0: That is a shocking, like, speed, like... Diffusion of innovation.
1: Yeah did did Otto Rowetter get get rich, and did did he have like a like a you know sad Citizen Kane downfall?
0: I don't know. He kind of just. I have to admit, I actually I didn't click on the Wikipedia entry for him.
1: That's fine. But anyway, did you click on Pop and Dick? I did not. No. No.
0: Another thing I found interesting is that apparently so, you know, by 1933, 80 percent of bread sold in the U.S. was pre-sliced. Yeah. But it took until the 1950s for the same to be true in the U.K. So do you you
1: have a theory on this?
0: That it was across an ocean?
1: Like it took a while for for the slicing machines to arrive by boat? Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, also, I I don't know. Have we always been a a more sandwichy culture? I mean, I mean, the Earl of Sandwich was in Europe, not here.
1: Yes, yes, he was.
0: <laughs> we don't have earls.
1: I mean, we have like they have like Earls Family Restaurant Chain in Canada. Um, do we have do we have earls in the U.S. listeners? If you're an Earl or or like one, someone in your family is an Earl, <laughs> write in contact at BuildMountPodcast
0: Okay. So, anyway, uh, let me talk a little bit more from the History Channel. Please. So, these like factory produced loaves of sliced bread were designed to be softer than those that would be made at home. Keep squeezing this loaf. Or at like small local bakeries because the bread buying public had come to equate, quote, squeezable softness with freshness. It seems like uh, there's like a lot of crossover in marketing between sandwich bread and toilet paper.
1: Oh, I (laughs) think you were going to say like fabric softener. But yeah, that too.
0: Apparently when the first slicer came out, these loaves were already trending toward being softer and they were difficult to slice at home. Yeah, our and- loaves
1: always trending.
0: <laughs> <And> so <laughs> So, Otto Rowetter's invention really came at just the right time. This is so exciting. Anyway, back to Wonder Bread, which you mentioned at the beginning. So, one of the first major brands was Wonder, which actually launched in 1925, before the slicer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, early loaves of Wonder Bread were not sliced.
1: Do you think they were pretty much the same, but were just like a solid tube of soft-ass bread?
0: I think so. Okay. But the popularity of Wonder really took off after it was marketed in sliced form, which happened in 1930. So- yeah, Wonder Bread was anyway. I, it's so interesting. I'd never pictured people trying to like slice Wonder Bread at home, <laughs> and I'm sure that the formula was not exactly what it is now. But still, I cannot imagine slicing this kind of crap at home. Oh like, no, like this would be a, a disaster. It would
1: be. It would be completely like you. You would have to retire from from cooking.
0: Yes. I don't really have a whole lot more to say, except that the idiom, the greatest thing since sliced bread, I couldn't actually find a very good history of it. Yeah, when I
1: saw that on the on the agenda, I was like, well, maybe I can find the answer. No, not at all. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what I'm seeing is that in 1933, there was an ad for bread offering thick and thin slices in the same loaf. And this ad called this bread the first
1: improvement since sliced bread. Why would you... Wa- What is the the sales pitch there? Well, hold on. Here's another one.
0: And in 1940, a package of bread (laughs) consisting of two wrapped half loaves was advertised as the greatest convenience since sliced bread. What two wrapped half loaves? Is this that like one with like the they stay fresher longer? But why?
1: Maybe. I mean what what's the what's the half life of a half loaf? (laughs) I don't know, like, I I want you to keep telling me, like, more failed bread innovations, because they're my new favorite thing. No, I'm I'm still stuck on the one that has thin and thick slices in the same bag.
0: (laughs) Can you even imagine (laughs) making a sandwich and being like, oh- I only have one thin and one thick. I'm gonna have like that either. would be such a weird it would be sandwich. So weird.
1: But- and you know what? Would ha- what would happen every time is like you know you would be stuck with whatever size you didn't want. Like your dumb kid ate all of the all of the thin slices and left you with the thick slices again.
0: Speaking of like dumb marketing campaigns for sliced bread, how do you feel about the heels?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Honestly, I, I want to be like a person who will eat the heel, but usually I toss it.
0: I toss the heel. I don't like the heel. Nobody in my family wants to eat the heel.
1: I think almost nobody likes them. Well,
0: so I'm sure that there have been breads marketed as like being without the heel. Well, I mean, so all shokupan
1: like, in, uh, well, not that's all, what I was most say. Well, so, in, in Japan is sold without the heel.
0: And so in Japan, what do they do with all the heels?
1: I think they might use them... For I, I feel like I knew the answer to this at some point and I don't remember. Okay. Um I think for, for one thing, I think they like they're very small, so they're they're like shaving off just like a very thin layer at the end, not like a whole slice size. Okay. But I don't know.
0: I mean, I will say that one thing the heel is good for is Kind of acting as like a little cap on the end. It does. For it does kind of
1: protect the the end, the, the last slice. Would
0: you buy a loaf of sandwich bread that was sold like without the heel? Like that that was like part of its appeal. Like m- you get more bread that's usable.
1: Part of its appeal lacks the heel. <laughs> I think I might.
0: But then I think that that last slice is always like everybody's going to avoid that last slice mm. because it's going to be the dried mm. out one.
1: I'm. We could, could do we this as, as an excuse. Wait. We Maybe could- the
0: heel is like. Like the soldier in like the first line of battle, you know, like <laughs> you send them out there every to time. get slaughtered so that everybody else can survive.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, and that's a good system. That's a so, good system. Um, but we could do this as an experiment. We could we could like throw the heels away first <laughs> and see what happens to that last slice. Yeah. OK. OK. I'm doing it.
0: Oh, God. Okay. So, wait, are we going to taste these? Hold yeah, on. I of feel course. like we should. T- this one has, we have two different breads here, yeah. both made by Franz or Franz Bakery.
1: It's Franz. It
0: is Franz. I hate that. It looks like Franz.
1: Um,. Like like Hans and Franz.
0: Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this if we were in like Eastern Europe, this would be pronounced Franz.
1: Yeah, but we're not.
0: <laughs> That's right. We're not. <laughs> You're right.
1: Um, okay. So all right. So we've got uh, this is like the, uh, the our favorite sandwich bread uh, in the Amsterburton House is the uh, Franz San Juan Nine Grain. I, I know we've talked about this before, but like it seems it seems like you can whatever number of grains you want in your bread. You can find uh, someone advertising like seventeen grain, like you know twelve grain. Thirteen grain, seven grain, yeah. But uh, this one, I like. I like the texture. It's a, it's a good, good amount of, uh, of like crunchy, grainy bits. And then you asked me to get the uh, Franz naked, naked Honey Wheat, which,
0: which only and says Franz in like the tiny, fine print on the back.
1: Do you remember? That this used to be called something else, and I think we were both kind of obsessed with the previous version, also that made a great grilled cheese. And yes. like, this is pretty much the same, it was at- called
0: like Butter White or Butter
1: something. White, thank there, you. But that was
0: the only that was only the white bread, right? I don't, I don't know if they had a wheat line, I don't also, know if there was a butter wheat. Wait, it occurs to me that because these are both made by Franz, which is a local Seattle company, like. Other people can't get this like naked bread or is this distributed nationally?
1: I don't know if it is. I, I think it is. I think France is just like a Northwest thing, but I'm not sure.
0: Well, anyway, this is it
1: going to be a problem if people can't get the exact oh, yeah. the exact sandwich bread that we're eating on the show? Yeah. Because uh, do you do you remember our slogan?
0: Oh, yeah. That they can't have it right. any anyway. Uh, anyway, so my family, we buy this naked bread, which is a, um, I would say the loaf is on the smaller side. So the pieces of bread yeah, are smaller. But thicker. And thicker. My child actively dislikes things like this nine grain thing, which sure. is annoying to me because June actually isn't somebody who rejects seeds or nuts in things. Should I they toast like these? It. No, I was, you know, first yesterday I said we should toast them. But then I thought, that's not how you eat a sandwich.
1: I mean, so how do you usually eat these at home?
0: Not toasted.
1: Okay, so I usually toast them and and put peanut butter or Nutella on or sometimes jam.
0: But if you make, but that's an open faced sandwich.
1: That is not an open faced sandwich. That's toast.
0: (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold on. Are we, so, but it's just one piece of bread.
1: Just one piece of bread. That's toasted with peanut butter on it. No one ever other than you has ever called that an open face.
0: No, no, wait, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait,
1: please continue. (laughs) But
0: but do you ever use these for sandwiches?
1: I base I I use them for grilled cheese sandwiches. Okay. I never use them for untoasted sandwiches because I don't really like untoasted sandwiches. You know this about me.
0: That's right. You like hot sandwiches. I like hot sandwiches. God, you and my spouse, you guys love hot sandwiches. I find hot sandwiches. I mean, when you have served me a hot sandwich, I'm like, Hang on. Yes. I got to text
1: your spouse and ask if we can start a hot hot sandwich club.
0: <laughs> okay. Hold on. All I'm right. Gonna, good. I'm going to try this. Mmm. This is quite sweet. It's really
1: tasty. It's yeah. really tasty. Honey wheat.
0: This is very It's got stretchy. such a good
1: spring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So this is the thicker one. I really like this. Mm-hmm. Me too. But how would you feel about this with your usual jam and toast treatment? I would love it. Great. Okay. Too sweet? No. Mm. All right.
1: So, so wife of the show, Lori, like her usual strategy with sandwich bread, and it is indeed a strategy, is to uh, is to put some peanut butter on it untoasted.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Which I can get behind.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. This is a nice flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're so different. This one, the nine grain, I would say is actually a little bit sweeter.
1: Would you like to know what the nine grains are? No. Great. It's uh, steel-cut oats, soft white wheat flakes, triticale flakes, barley flakes, steel-cut wheat, oat flakes, rye flakes, amaranth flax seeds, wheat germ, whole grain cornmeal.
0: Mm. That has a real, um, like a, a grain sweetness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that.
1: I like the, the grainy bread, like when you toast it, I like how some of the seeds kind of pop.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm going back to the naked bread. Mm-hmm. The aftertaste of the naked bread is very flat. Mm-hmm. whereas the aftertaste of the nine grain is uh like rounder and Yeah, deadier. which is
1: weird cuz both of the slices are oh, flat.
0: Mhm. Hmm. Oh, just stop provoking. I do love what Lori is is into, which is just a plain, like, untoasted piece of sandwich bread spread with peanut butter.
1: Oh, it is very good. Yeah. I
0: love how the bread kind of flops.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. love
0: that. It's, and totally. It, and it is kind of a spongy, like, sticky Celeste for one experience behind your front yep. teeth, but I like that.
1: Do you ever make cinnamon toast? Have we ever done a cinnamon toast episode?
0: No, but my child loves making
1: cinnamon toast. I love cinnamon toast. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was a, such an incredible treat when I was a kid.
0: Mm-hmm. I know I probably let June have it too much. I don't think they'd consider it a treat.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I I feel like I, I had a very different philosophy on treats as a parent than my parents did.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, we have a little ceramic like cylinder with a cork at the bottom and a couple holes at the top. It's a cinnamon sugar shaker. Oh, okay. And it actually has cinnamon sugar painted on it. And it oh. was my grandmother's. And that's what June
1: uses. Did she did she paint it at one of those like uh, paint the town places? No.
0: But uh, did I tell you that what a good parent I am, that June was dying to go to that place mm-hmm. at you village? It took us three different attempts to get in because there's often like a three hour wait.
1: Is there like a velvet rope?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did it. And the stuff we painted is so good.
1: Oh, what did you make?
0: I made a little vase, like a little bud vase. And June made this little, uh, it was called a like a lantern. It's like a little, it's meant to hold a votive candle. It's the shape of a house and all the little windows and the chimney are cut out. So you put a votive candle in there and it looks Very like it nice. Glows. Oh my God. So Sounds cute. Sounds like
1: a real, real Thomas Kincaid kind of effect there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, like this bread... I know that, especially with the advent of like Dave's Killer Bread and stuff in recent years, people have talked about this as being like, I don't know, like not real bread or yeah, whatever. I know what but you like, mean. Th- but this is perfectly delicious stuff.
1: It's yeah, it's, its own it is It is what it
0: is. I'm going to put this out there. I do not want my PB and J on like crusty artisan no. bread. No, no, that's, that I don't make it want any, that's that. not
1: a PB and J. That's something else. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> and if you like your PB and J on that kind of bread, you're a bad person.
0: That's right. That said, I think that there's room for a grilled cheese on bread like that.
1: Oh yeah, I like. I, but that's
0: like a different kind of grilled cheese. Yeah, I like both kinds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything I would, else we I need to say? I could
1: even go for like a grilled PB and J on rustic bread. No. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. I could even go for. So if you look at the bag, you see it's like got like bread sandwiches in it.
0: <laughs> you. okay hey uh do we have anything else to say
1: well i think um we should definitely remember which we will not remember to check in next time and you should ask me like what became of this loaf of nine grain bread was there like a lonely last slice that nobody wanted because i threw away... You
0: threw away the heel yep
1: okay i didn't throw away the back heel because i didn't want to reach that far into the bag while you were watching but i will do it later <laughs>
0: lonely lonely last slice is I don't know it sounds like the name of like a really good like tear in your beer kind of song.
1: Yes.
0: Lonely last slice.
1: Like like it's a it's a metaphor.
0: It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like all the other slices are getting turned into sandwiches, but you're just alone in the bag. They're
1: all they're all like sand buddy like sandwiching sandwiching up. (laughs) 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 And I'm just I'm just a lonely last slice. I
0: just lost my headphones off yep. the back of my head. <laughs>
1: when, when what I really want is to like get in between two of those other slices. <laughs> uh,
0: but instead, you're sitting around in the bar drink, yep. drinking beer so that when somebody does take you out of the bag, you're all tripping <laughs> we, We've made this, this joke go on too long.
1: No, I'm so glad it's back.
0: Okay, what's your snacking, Matthew?
1: Hey. Watch you snacking. You gotta tell me what you're snacking, or I'll release the kraken. So watch you snacking. I'm snacking something that uh, was brought home from Trader Joe's by wife of the show Lori, and it's uh, Trader Joe's crispy, crunchy, spicy mochi rice nuggets.
0: Wow, that's a lot of words. Could you say it again?
1: Trader Joe's crispy, crunchy, spicy mochi rice nuggets. Uh, they are a new spicy version of an existing Trader Joe's crunchy snack. They are real tasty. <laughs> uh, like they're wow, you know they really they really hit that. Like I thought I was just going to have one of these, and now I'm going to have ten of them. Can I try one? Yes, please. I think they've got, like, a perfect, like, you know, intense but light crunch. They're quite spicy. They've, they've got, like, a really good spice blend on them. I really like them. And they're salty. Oh, wow. Pretty good, right?
0: Yeah. Wow. That is a really great texture.
1: Yes. Uh, so find those at Trader Joe's, which wow. is still not sponsoring the show. Mm. Uh, Yeah, pretty good, right? Wow,
0: that's really spicy. Yes,
1: Uh, so so just wow, that's like
0: legit spicy. To
1: prove to prove that Trader Joe's uh, is not sponsoring the show, uh, uh, she also brought home some uh, Trader Joe's like uh, uh, crispy okra snacks, which um, we both felt like you really would have to really love okra more than we do.
0: Okay, that's fair. Oh my god, that's so spicy.
1: I know, right? Wow. Okay, Molly, do you have a now? But wow, I do.
0: So by the time this episode comes out, everybody will have already watched this show. But if you are one of the people who hasn't yet, I
1: haven't yet, I'm okay. looking forward to it.
0: Okay, it's called Beef. It's on Netflix, it stars Ali Wong and Steven Yoon. And it is a dark comedy that begins with uh, like a, a, a road rage incident. And kind of like spirals into utter chaos. chaos, chaotic comedy from there. As I mentioned, stars Ali Wong and Steven Yoon, so you know that it is going to be delightful and yeah. delicious. And uh, yeah, so that is Netflix Beef.
1: All right. Our producer is Abby Cercutella. Uh Molly has a wonderful newsletter called I've Got a Feeling that you can subscribe to at mollyweisenberg.substack.com.
0: Indeed. And Matthew has an EP out.
1: I do. It's called Departures. It's from my band Early to the Airport. I mentioned it last week, but if you didn't listen to it last week, you should listen to it now. And if you did listen to it last week, you should listen to it again, because we'll take all the streams we can get.
0: You can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Uh, you can chat with other Spilled Milk listeners uh, in a... In an asynchronous way on uh, Reddit at everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. Uh and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I'm
0: Otto Rowetter.
1: And I'm Manual Rowetter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna be Gustav
1: Poppendick. Oh, and I am Gustav Poppendick. <laughs> <laughs> like Is there <laughs> anything else you want me to be? Manual Rowan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm Molly Weisenberg. Uh,
1: yeah, me too. <laughs> really
0: good. Abby, you're going to cut this part out. Ooh, pardon me. Burped.